Hi. So this is the first episode of my podcast, and I'm actually pretty nervous. Like I keep trying to record like multiple times because it doesn't really turn the way that I want to, and I keep repeating myself and doing a lot of ums ums because I'm pretty nervous. But we're just gonna let that go, let that be, and we're just gonna relax and talk as if I was talking to a friend because that's exactly what I want with this podcast. I want to feel less alone in my struggles or like share the stuff that I've been learning so far since I started this journey of like healing uh, mentally and physically. So let's just get started. I actually wanted my first episode to be kind of my story. So I don't have any notes on my phone. I don't have any, I don't know. I don't have any script. I don't know what I'm going to say, but... I'm just going to pretend that I have someone in front of me and that I just met someone and that she's in front of me and she's asking me about my story. And yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm going to do for this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy that. If you don't know me, hi, my name is Danny. Well, my whole name is Daniela. I actually kind of like a lot to be called Danny. Um, I don't know why, it just feels more friendly, more nice. Whenever my mom calls, call calls me by my whole name, I just feel like I did something wrong. And she's very mad. And I'm about to get grounded. That's the word. But anyways, my name is Danny. Daniela, Danny, whatever. My friends at high school, actually in Colombia, they used to call me Fer. But I don't think that... You can say that word very clearly, so I don't go by that anymore, but my friends used to call me like that. Anyways, I'm just, I, I keep rumbling and talking about different stuff, and I just don't want that. So we're gonna go straight to the point. I was born and raised in Bogota, Colombia, September 16, 1998, and today is August 23rd, so I'm actually very close to turn 24 years old which is kind of a scary because I don't feel like an adult at all I still feel like I'm a teenager and it just feels a little bit weird to be called an adult my main language is actually Spanish Spanish so I'm sorry if I keep saying words in English not well or if I don't speak well or if I keep doing um mm, mm. it's just because it's not my main language and it's hard to talk anyway I went to school in there and actually that's how I learn English because my parents really wanted us my brother and I to have like a good education they put us on a very expensive school in colombia you have to pay for your school it's not free education for everyone you actually have to pay for it and my parents my mom especially wanted us to have like a very good education so she invested in our life and i'm very very grateful for that because if it wasn't for that i don't think i will be here recording a podcast in another language but yeah so i started in my school I forgot to tell you I have a brother he's older than me he's three years older than me and my parents and that's like my family my whole family is in Colombia like my grandma my I don't really have a grandpa we will go back to that in the future but yeah my whole family is there and we moved with my family in 2017 I think it was to the US because my aunt and my uncle live in Georgia we move actually here my dad he has three sisters and one brother and two of them are here so that's why we came to Georgia especially in the US and the reason why we moved was because we wanted like a fresh start we just felt like things were not really working in Bogota and we just wanted to start all over again so we packed everything literally everything that we had in four little bags and we came to the U.S. with our eyes closed we didn't know what to expect or what to do but we just knew that life is too short to just stay in the same place and we also wanted to open many doors for our future and my mom's side of my family they grew up very poor so we really wanted to open those doors for whenever they wanted to come 
or if they wanted to come. So far, they haven't been able to, again, just because they don't have a lot of resources, but we're expecting for them to make the jump and the investment into coming and visit us because we really miss them. But anyways, we, we keep going. That's like my story kind of like from the surface here for like six years I want to say or five years I don't really know I think five years yeah it has been hard definitely hard and that's gonna be again another topic just moving to another country it's gonna be another topic for another podcast but in here I'm just gonna start talking now about the eating disorder which is why I started my Instagram my TikTok my YouTube all of that because I really wanted to be able to help others because of the things that I've struggled in the past and every single time that I talk about this topic I just start crying and it's so funny because I never show this side of me on social media like other platforms and that's exactly why I wanted to do like a podcast because I feel like when you do YouTube it's more of like fast-paced and I am just really trying to be entertaining so I just don't talk that much but in reality if you know me like in real life you will know how sensible sensitive I am and how much I love to talk that's exactly why I made this podcast let's just get Get straight into the eating disorder part of my story. Ever since I was a kid, I just always fell out of place because I will see everyone being like everyone, every girl around me being like white and also skinny. And I am not built up like that. My body is not built up like that. Even when I was a kid, I see pictures of myself when I was like four years old or five years old. And my legs, my, I don't know how to say, but my body is just not skinny. I didn't have those skinny, skinny legs that little girls have. I was always very thick, you could say. I don't know how to say that, but yeah. So I always felt very insecure about my body. I wanted to lose weight. I actually was very into sports. So I was playing soccer in school. And before that, I used to do gymnastics. My dad really wanted us to be like Olympic athletes. So he will put us on every single sport that he wanted us to be. I did karate, I did cheerleading, I did um, soccer, basketball, gymnastics. Did I already say that? I did tennis. I did every single sport that I would like to. Dance, all of that, because I really wanted to be active and my dad really wanted us to be active. Oh, I also went to swimming lessons for a bit. So yeah, I really enjoy playing sports and doing all kind of active stuff with my family and my friends. And... So that's how I started to play sports and exercise actually when I was a kid. Then when I went to school, I started to play soccer very much like every single day. Even if I wasn't on the team in our break, I would play soccer with my friends, with my boyfriends. And my girlfriends uh, will play like dolls and the little house and, you know, like girls, uh, quote unquote, girls games. I will play with the boys, soccer or any other sport. I don't know. I, I just, I was really into it. Anyways, I started to really compare myself to all the other girls because they were not built up kind of like me. Also, I got my period for the first time when I was like 12 years old. Very little, very, very young. And so I was very embarrassed about that. When I first got it, I was so scared and embarrassed. I didn't tell anybody, just my mom. But none of my friends knew because they were not getting their period anytime soon. I don't know. I grew up very fast kind of. I started to develop more of like a curvy body and my friends didn't and I just felt very insecure about that. Then after a while when I started to grow up more and be like 15 years old, 14 years old, all my friends started to have boyfriends and boys that would talk to them except for me. I just felt very out of place. I felt like I was the ugly friend on the side and that really scared me for a while because 
I was a little girl and I was just comparing a lot and I was just thinking I'm just gonna be by myself for my whole life because nobody loves me and nobody likes how I look or who I am. Then at soccer, they used to give us different dates, maybe every two weeks or maybe every three, three weeks we had to take measurements. They will literally gel the measurement of every girl. And I was one of the girls that was quote unquote overweight and it just really really scared me so i this is this is rough guys <laughs> this is really hard to remember but we're gonna do it okay um so i started to um look up online different ways in which i could lose weight because i really wanted to i'm not gonna say any number in here i forgot to say that um this is our safe place and I don't mean to trigger anybody and I know this is triggering like sharing numbers and I don't see a point of doing so so I'm not gonna share any number but I just I just wanted to lose weight that's the only thing and I put a freaking goal weight on a notebook I set myself into that I started not to eat um decrease my food exercise more stuff like that I was playing actually soccer every single day i think because in school that's how it was i had to train every day in the morning and before the eating disorder i was eating well so it was okay but then after a while of not eating it was just very hard to keep up with my team but when it really got bad was i think summer 2017 it was the world cup I don't remember the exact year, but I do remember it was the World Cup. Summer in Colombia is not really the long vacation. It's actually the small vacation. It's in June and it's like, like the middle of the school year. So it was just a month of, vac of vacation from June to July. And I set myself a goal. The first day of vacation, the first day of summer, I say to myself, I'm going to be able to lose weight. This is going to be the time where I'm going to be able to lose weight. Because before that, I forgot to tell you, I was restricting a lot some days and then binging other days. I will take all my savings from my lunch because my parents will give me money for lunch and I will save it, not eat, and then have a binge day set and take all my money and buy everything I could at the store and then go home and eat it all and then hide it yeah behind my bed so that my parents wouldn't know because I was very embarrassed of doing that <sighs> oh my gosh okay I, I can't believe I did all of that but yeah so summer started and I started to go to the gym actually in the beginning I was just doing a little bit of cardio and I started to eat healthier like better I started to watch what I was eating it was actually not bad at all my mom helped me a lot because she didn't see see it as anything wrong she was never how do i say it like i don't blame my mom at all because i actually talked to her and i tell i told her like i wanted to lose a little bit of weight and that she could help me please to eat healthier because i didn't cook my meals she was the one cooking my meals so i told her if she could help me i asked her if she could if she could help me just cooking a little bit healthier of course she said yes and she was very supported like she's she's my angel you guys know she is for me but then after a while i started to lose weight you know the scale was going down and down and down i was feeling so much better i felt a lot of accomplishment every single time i will see the scale going down i was feeling like i was doing something very good I was very proud of myself for doing that and I didn't see my friends for a whole month because of course it was vacation and you guys when I tell you when I went back again to school everyone will look at me and compliment my weight loss dad that actually was the first time that I felt pretty my girlfriends would like ask me like for tips and stuff like that and I was feeling on top of the word I was feeling so proud of myself I was 15 years old and I was feeling so proud that I was finally getting the attention of boys and girls and I just felt so happy at that moment I got to my goal weight 
per se. That's when things got rough because I I started to have this fear. You will think that whenever you get to that goal weight, you are just gonna stop there and eat back again, like eat normal, but you get scared. You get scared of gaining weight again. You get very scared of going back to the weight you hated to see yourself in. So I was very scared to go back to eating well again and I started to play soccer and have a lot of homework and stuff like that so I wasn't able to go to the gym anymore I got even more scared because in my mind it was just like okay because I'm not going to the gym I don't really think that I need to eat as much um, because I'm not exercising so it actually makes sense in my head not to do it, not to eat more. So I decreased my food again. I wasn't tracking macros or calories. I didn't know about that. I was just literally not eating. I started to decrease my food. I think every day it was more and more and more. Every single day I would look up online more and more diets, more and more ways to lose weight or to maintain a low body weight and I started to feel very scared about food and eating. I didn't allow my parents to cook anymore for me. I started to cook very low calorie meals. I didn't even have energy to do anything. I will get home after school or even at school in class and I will fall asleep. I just couldn't couldn't do anything. I felt very tired all the time. Then teachers started to realize how bad I was looking and I would just tell them like it's okay I'm just eating healthy I'm just I'm just eating well but it's okay it's okay it was not okay (laughs) after a while my mom got very worried because she saw that I was losing a bunch of weight and so so she took me to a nutritionist in Bogota this woman she gave me a lot of ensures and like a meal plan so that I could start eating better and start gaining weight And I'm not going to lie to you, like the first time that you want to recover is the easiest time. And that's why I want to prevent to a lot of girls that are 15 or 16 this kind of suffering. Because it really, really sucks. The first time that I wanted to recover, my mom was in charge of all all my meals. And it was scary, yes. And like, don't get me wrong. It It was hard and it's scary, but it was easier than it is right now today nine years after um it all started (sighs) sorry okay i have to take i had to take a little break but we're back so i gained some weight back and i was feeling so much better and that's the year that i graduated i I didn't graduate, I'm sorry. I finished school that year. I think I was in 10th grade, I want to say. Yeah, 10th grade. And in Colombia, you just get until 11th. There's no 12th, like in the US. And that's the year that my parents and I decided to move to the US. So I finished that school year and we were supposed to move to the US in January, but we we couldn't because we had to sell a lot of things first so we just couldn't do that we couldn't move straight away but we knew that i didn't want to finish school in colombia because i wanted to finish school in the u.s so that i could have more opportunities and finish school in the u.s you know having like the diploma from a high school in the u.s and not colombia so i didn't finish school that whole year we were not able to move so it was a whole year of me struggling at home we actually had to move from my house to an apartment because we sold the 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 house we rented the house and so we moved to another apartment we had to live there for a whole year and a lot of things happened that year and that's when I actually started to feel very lonely because all my friends just kept going with their life you know they kept going with their school year I was just at home in the apartment doing nothing I relapsed that was my first relapse when I was at home That's when I started to do stuff that I am not very proud of. That's when I started to hide food and throw away food. And it was something that I'm not very proud of. But I relapsed. Then I still remember everything. I lost weight again. My mom got worried again. And she took me again to the dietitian. 
and she prescribed me and sure again but she also told me to go to um like a cardiologist because my heart rate was very low and they wanted to know what what was going on the cardiologist scared the hell out of me and my mom he told me that i had bradycardia which is a very very low pulse you know your heart is a muscle well now you know and when you under eat for a long time your muscles start to tear down your heart is a muscle so it was already given up my body was giving up on me my mom when i tell you she was crying so much and so badly and that's the day that i decided to give recovery a try once again for the second time even my grandma was in there at that appointment and she was also crying so i decided to give it a go once again i started to drink about two ensures a day with my intake my mom was in charge of all my meals once again i started eating and i got to a healthy weight again then it was the next year and that's when we moved to the us and when i came first um everything was okay i will say i was not perfect but i was not wigging everything like i used to like i was not wigging anything because i didn't have a scale i was at a healthy weight um oh i also lost my period nine years ago when i started to lose weight when i was 15 years old i still didn't get my period at that point and i came to the u.s and when i tell you i was so excited to move and so excited to start at school because i really wanted to be like this movie school experience and it wasn't like that that's for another podcast my experience when moving but I relapsed very badly once again. School really sucked. Um, I had to deal with a lot of bullying. I, I had to deal with a lot of loneliness. Even worse than when I was in Colombia. Because this time around, I couldn't even leave the house uh, without going to school. And school also sucked. So... It was absolutely awful. On top of that, my parents started working. My mom was doing night shifts. So I barely was seeing my mom. And barely seeing my dad. Barely seeing my brother. And I was just very lonely. Very, very lonely. At school, I didn't have anyone either. I was lonely all the time. All day. Every single day. I felt so badly. And I just wanted to move back. But my family that lived here, my aunt and my uncles, um, they told me the first two years were the worst. So I just had to hold on and wait for things to get better and for me to get used to it. So I really tried. But it was absolutely awful, guys. I had so much bullying at school. So when we moved to the U.S., I started to live with my aunt um the first couple of months were actually good like they were nice but then after a while things got rough um very rough between us between my family and i my aunt told my parents that they should probably take me to the hospital because she was seeing how i was losing a lot like a lot of weight so they took me one day to the hospital it was so funny because that day i still remember it was a sunday and my parents and them like my family they went to go for a walk with the dogs and i didn't want to go so i stayed home and my parents told me not to get out of the house but at the time they went away i got out of the house because of course i had to go for a walk as usual and it was very very hot when my parents came back i was still outside and they saw me they told me to get in the car because we are going to the hospital right now we went to the hospital and they didn't let me leave the doctor told me that my vitals were really bad 
and it was going to be very irresponsible from them if they allow me to live because I could literally die at any time at any moment my body was very weak my body was very underweight and my heart was not acting very normal if you know what I mean so I stay at the hospital for a month at the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. I'm actually so, so grateful and so blessed to say that we didn't have to pay a thing because I was under the age of 18 or 19, I think it was, or 21, I think it is. So we didn't have to pay anything. My mom had to do a lot of papers for that, for that to happen, but I stayed there for a month and gosh oh my god my experience in patient was it was weird I'm just gonna say that it was extremely weird my dietitian she was very rough she was a specialized in eating disorders and she knew how a girl can turn her word like her words and I don't know like manipulate everyone around her and she didn't allow that So one day, I still remember, one day I was allowed in the beginning to ask for my meals. But of course, I will ask for the safe, the safe option all the time. Let's say like one egg and tilapia and a baked potato instead of the scramble eggs, instead of the granola, instead of the nut butter wrap. You know, all, always the low calorie options. So One day I wanted to ask for something more out of my comfort zone and I actually called the cafeteria and I asked him, the guy in there, do you know how many calories this plate has? Well, he told me yes, but then he told the dietitian too and they took out my phone so I couldn't call anymore to ask for my food and my dietitian was in charge of my food. And I was terrible, guys. My dietitian will put, I don't know, chicken fingers. And I'll be so mad. And I don't know how I got her phone. And I will call her and tell her <laughs> her name is Lexi. And I will call her and say, Lexi, why did you do this? You know, I don't eat this type of food. Gosh, I was terrible, guys. Literally terrible. Please don't do this. Please don't. Anyways, I started to engage in a lot of behaviors. I just, whatever. And I think the second day, the dietitian, um, she put me on an NG tooth. They put a tooth. It was not because I, I was refusing food. It was just because she wanted me to have more nutrition in me. So that thing... When I tell you it was on 24-7, it was because it was on 24-7. I was literally eating while I was sleeping. And I will actually taste the flavor of any answer that they will put in there. It was vanilla. I could taste that. It was chocolate. I could taste that. Strawberry. I could taste that. It was all day with the taste of the answer in your mouth. And it was hard to eat. Uh, because you could actually feel the tooth and you could see the tooth if you open your mouth because it goes all the way from your nose to your stomach. So it was super annoying. Anyways, I spent there for a month and I gained some weight, but not a lot. I was in bed rest and I was feeling better. My vitals got better, so I went out of the hospital. Of course, with a meal plan and stuff like that. But, of course, after I went out of the hospital, I didn't have anyone again. And things got worse once again. When I tell you I have relapsed and then I started recovery about like 10 times, it's because it's true. I have done this for years. I have been going up and down, up and down, but never really committing to recovery for myself. I was always doing it for someone else or if it wasn't my mom, it was a dietitian. If it was not the dietitian, it was my dad. If it was not that, it was me binging. Like I was always engaging in behaviors and doing things for others and not for myself. 
Um, I graduate high school. I think it was that year. Yes, I graduate high school, and then I wanted to go to college, but I couldn't go to college. I couldn't afford it, so I stay at home and found a job. Ah,、uh, we moved because my aunt kicked us out of her house. We stopped talking for a long time because she she did things wrong and it was not fun. We had to move to a hotel for about a month and that's how I spent my birthday. So literally five years ago, at this time, I think I was living at the hotel, and let me tell you, it was not a very good experience. My family and I had to sleep in one room with one kitchen. In one bathroom, I spent my birthday in there with just my mom, and I missed my friends and my family so so much those years. I was just feeling very lonely, guys. You have no idea. Um. Okay. After that, we finally found an apartment for us. Oh, also a church helped us because we couldn't afford groceries, so. They gave us like a lot of, you know, beans and rice. It was all canned. Anyways,、uh, we finally moved to an apartment, and the first apartment that we got, <laughs> it was terrible, guys.、Um, it had a lot of roaches, but it was the only thing that we could afford at that moment, and it was also in a neighborhood that was not very safe. So you could hear the police coming every single night. To the other apartments, it was it was rough. It was it was rough.、Um, my mom started working. I started working, but I had to stop working because we didn't have a car for me to drive to my work again. Now lonely all day, every day, but now no school, so no distraction, no homework, not anything. Just me. In an apartment, and I relapse again. Of course, I feel like a failure when I talk about this because I just feel like so many girls have done this before, and they have been able to recover, like the first or second try. And here I am, nine years later, telling a story about how I tried multiple times. And I wasn't able to.、Um, this time around, I relapsed, and my dad got very worried. But my dad and my family in general, they have never understand what I what an eating disorder means. They just really think that it's just about eating and getting fat and gaining weight, whatever. They don't really get that it's more than that, and it's it's work to do more than just eating food. So one day it was a Sunday, and my mom was in charge of my meals on Sunday because it was the only day that I could see my family. It was the only day that my parents were not working, so we were all at home. And when I tell you, I hated that day. I hated every Sunday because I didn't want to be alone. But I didn't want to only be with my parents because they will cook all my meals and they will make me eat stuff I was not comfortable to to eat. That day,、um, he did something that he's not very proud of. My mom prepared breakfast and I just didn't want to eat it. It was like a ham and cheese sandwich, and my dad took the sandwich on his hands and tried to. Put it on my mouth. If you can imagine that,、um, there was a lot of screams and tears, and that day was very hard for me. And I just, I couldn't take it anymore. So I called the dietitian from the hospital I was in for a month, and I told her that I was gonna go back. To the hospital because I couldn't do it by myself and I couldn't do it with my parents acting like that. I went back to the hospital and I refused to eat a lot of foods. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to talk very fast or like I don't know, like <laughs> make a summary because I feel like this is getting way too long. But in a few words, I refused a lot of food 
and my dietitian got tired of that and because he was not a, like a psychiatric hospital he was actually a men, um physical hospital i was taking bets from people that actually wanted to get better from different stomach issues and like health issues like physical health issues and i was not following the directions or eating the food that, that the dietitian was telling me to eat i started to engage in more behaviors i learned a lot of things i learned a lot of tricks on how to trick my nurses to be able to do stuff that i'm not very proud of hiding food yeah i was not really in a good mindset and right now i cannot tell you what was going on but i remember telling my mom when she was in there besides the hospital bed i remember telling her every night mom i want her to go away and i was talking about the voice in my head i can take it and it's too loud and i can't do it i can't do it this is too hard and she will cry with me and she will pray for me and we will pray every night and that's when i told her mom i swear i'm gonna do my best to get better because one day i want to be able to help other girls because this is absolutely awful and i hate it so much <laughs> i really wanted to get better but it was just like i couldn't i couldn't it was impossible for me i just i couldn't i I felt incapable. I felt I just felt like it wasn't going to be possible. I felt like I was going to die. Like I'm telling you guys, I felt so hopeless and that I was never going to be able to make it. Then one day gosh, this is getting too long. Um I went out of that hospital and I started to do my own research. And I found a free treatment because I wanted to go to treatment, but it was, again, way too expensive. I found some papers of that time and I actually wrote down how much it was. It was like $2,000 for like weekly or daily um, to go to treatment without insurance because I don't have health insurance gosh like who's gonna be able to pay that no one so i started to look for like free treatment stuff like that on google and i found something like i it was an angel i don't know but i found something it was in new york and i had to fill up a form because they were going to do a study on girls with eating disorders because a lot of research uh, people wanted to do a lot of questionnaires and an MRI to girls dealing with an eating disorder so that they could see what was going on in their brain and study them to be able to find a cure or a solution and understand the brain of a person dealing with a mental illness like it is an eating disorder. So I fill up the form. I had a call with someone. And at that point, I didn't tell my parents because I wasn't committed. I was so scared. I read the, um, the reviews and I read what the study was about and how treatment was going to be. Guys, I was so scared. It was like, it said right there, not allowed to work out, mostly bed rest, 4,000 calories, like 3,000 calories of food. And then you had to take two extra plus. Maybe I will talk about the whole impatience experience on another episode. But I finally told my parents and uh, they accept me, the people in there. And my parents drove, drove me. Uh, at first, I told you, I was so scared. But then I just decided that was my one and only chance to live, actually. So... I went there, my parents drove me there to New York and they left me there. It was so hard to leave them. They cried a lot. I cried a lot because I had to say goodbye. It was November 2000, I don't know, 18, I don't know. The thing is that I stayed there for my parents' birthdays and my brother's birthday. 
I was there for November, December, January, February, and March. And then they came and picked me up at April. So I lost a Christmas and New Year's Eve, a birthday from my mom, my dad, and my brother uh, because I was impatient in New York. My whole impatient experience, again, I will maybe talk about it in another episode, but um, it was extremely hard. I had to deal with a lot of fear foods per se. They will give us a lot, a lot of, lots of desserts and food that I was not used to eating, but I did my best and I think I completed every single meal in there. Literally every single meal I Except for the first one because I was very scared. And I still remember what it was. It was actually a pita. I was just so scared. And being on a table with like other girls, it was just scary and weird. But yeah, I stayed there for a while. And I actually made a lot of friends, good friends. I still talk to some of them. And I actually felt pretty good because I was finally... I will say that treatment saved my life. Saved my freaking life. And I also met the nurses and the girls and I finally felt understood. I finally felt good. I finally felt like I have friends. We will watch TV. We will watch Netflix. We will watch uh, movies. We will play cards. We will talk. We will go to classes. It was like a PJ party every single day. Um, after a while meals got easier we will laugh about it we will talk about food in a positive way things got really better really really better and I was feeling so much better then the months came by and I went back home I cried when I left and my friends also cried because I I don't know I was feeling very good in there and it was really hard to leave I went back home and it was very hard to go back to the environment where where I got sick. You know what I mean? Uh, long short story. Is that how you say that? Long short story. I think it is. I'm just going to say that. I relapsed again. Wow. Shocking. Shocker. And after that relapse, I hire my first fitness coach because I thought that that was when I what I needed to do I'm not gonna say what her name was or who she was or whatever but um, she didn't really help me at all I, I don't know a lot of fitness coaches they just care about your money and they just care about having more clients and they don't really care about your health your overall health or your well-being and I should have listened to my dad because that's what he told me the first time that I told him that I was having a fitness coach. He told me nobody cares about your health and your body more than you do or we do as your parents, not another stranger. And they were right. I didn't make any progress with her, but I started to do a lot of research by myself because I really wanted to do stuff with fitness and I started to get a lot into that word of like fitness influencers, fitness coaches, stuff like that and I started to see how other girls were doing it and I wanted to be able to do it too. I wanted to be and feel capable of lifting weights and lifting heavy and tracking my macros. So of course I started to track my macros. I started to wait out every single meal. I became very obsessed with it. Yes, I'm not gonna lie. I became very, very obsessed with it. I will literally cut a single apple and if it was over what I needed, I will throw away that part, even if it was by two grams. I don't care. As a beer go, I know that I am a perfectionist. I become very obsessive with stuff. So so I should have known, but I didn't. And I became very obsessive. So food became just numbers. Yes, I started to eat more. Yes, I started to gain weight. Yes, I started to make progress at the gym. But I was very obsessed. Very, very obsessed with food, with going to the gym. I would get so scared of missing one day, missing a meal, 
I will pack every single thing that I will eat, even on birthdays, even on my birthday, I wouldn't eat out because I will be so scared. I was literally brainwashed by fitness influencers and brainwashed by diet culture and believing that food has to be this rigid thing to control and my body was something to control and I wasn't able to have fun anymore. I wasn't able to eat stuff because I liked to eat it but because it was meant to serve the purpose of gaining muscle you know what I mean then after a while I got a job at Publix Um, if you don't know what Publix is it's like a grocery store and I started working in the morning Um, so it was like 6 a.m to about one o'clock I don't know why I just thought like 5 a.m was too early to have breakfast so I started to skip breakfast and just eat whenever I would go back home after work so one o'clock two o'clock then I'll go to the gym and then I'll come back home and eat another meal and that was about it um the first couple of weeks my body was feeling okay but then after a while my body was starting to feel a lot of hunger so I started to binge a lot and I started to purge a lot and this was not the first time I skip a lot of chapters in here because my story is way too long but it wasn't my first time doing so it wasn't my first time dealing with binging it wasn't my first time dealing with purging so I kept going until I wasn't able to stop it got to the point where I got very scared because I was throwing up blood and it was very scary and that's when if you know Chelsea she is the first coach that I actually think that it was helpful she started to dig a lot more into the ED she wasn't allowing me to under eat anymore she was making me do stuff she was giving me a lot of thought love that's how she calls it and I felt like she was like an older sister that I could talk to she struggled with an eating disorder in the past too and I could relate she could relate to a lot of things that I will tell her that I was struggling with and she will tell me a lot of things that would very much help me she was the first coach that I can actually say helped me and she took me out of the dark place I was going to again and I'm very 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 grateful for that with her after a while I just stopped being with her And I have been coming back like a couple of times just because I feel like whenever I'm struggling, I need that little push. But I just couldn't afford it anymore. And I kind of recently realized that fitness is not something that I want to pursue per se. Is that how you say it? It's not something that I want to do. I, I, I always thought that I wanted to be a fitness coach. So I actually got my CPT. I am a certified personal trainer and don't get me wrong I freaking love lifting weights and I love working out and I love going to the gym and stuff like that I I do really love it but I also know that I become very obsessive with the stuff and I also know that I need to prioritize my recovery first I need to prioritize my body my health my mental and physical health and I still don't have a period so that's like my main priority right now yeah I go to the gym here and there but it's not serious you know what I mean it's not that serious I used to be so scared of missing one gym session and now I'm just like whatever I have tomorrow because I'm not here to compete I'm not again I'm not a fitness coach I'm not here to show my body or show my muscles or gain the most amount of muscles or lift heavy weights because recently I got a back injury um, it started last year and then this year it went it came back again and my body actually I feel like it's not meant to lift heavy weights and the reason why I will tell you is because I have like my right leg I think it is it's like different than my left right leg my entire right side of my body is different than my left side of my body so every time that I throw I try to do deadlifts or squats and stuff like that I always tend to compensate with one side of my body so my back gets really 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 sore and I can potentially get hurt 
and with no period, I get also very scared of lifting because I don't want to get a stress fracture,、uh, which is what could happen when you don't have a period because your testosterone or estrogen, estrogen actually, is very low. So that's a danger, and I just don't want to deal with that.、But、right now, that's like the end of my story. Right now, what I'm doing is that I'm just doing. A lot of low movement workouts. If I work out, for example, today I did nothing, and I'm also stepping away from having any aesthetic goal. I actually have as a goal to work out and move in a way that is intuitively and that feels good to me, and with the goal of just moving my body and keep my body strong and healthy, and not because I want to look like someone else or I want to have abs or whatever. And With my food, I've been obsessed with tracking macros for so many years, and I got tired of it. I am trying my best to eat intuitively, to eat out more, to get back my life, and get my life back, and also meet new people. And because, as I told you in this whole hour of me talking, I haven't had a lot of human interaction in the last nine years. That's why I am so so grateful to have this platform and Instagram and YouTube and TikTok because in some way it's the best way for me to connect to others. I know how important community is because again, when I went in patient, when I went to New York, I met with a lot of girls and just being around people that understand how you feel and talk about how you feel and listen to you, it's very 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 good for you. For your mental health, yeah, I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much. If you listen to all of this, gosh,、uh, I am so grateful. Thank you so so much. I talk for a long time. See, that's why I can't do YouTube with my story. I just talk a lot, and I had to skip through a lot of memories and stories just because it will be this episode will be like half a day. That's how much I talk, and that's how much I love talking. And I think with time I'll get even more comfortable to talk more. But right now I think this is all I'm gonna say. Um, again, thank you so so much for listening to my story, and just let me know. I am open to suggestions on what other topics do you want me to talk about on the next few episodes. And I hope you guys have an amazing day or night or whatever time it is. If you guys don't mind, I think people give like reviews in here. I don't know, like they put stars and stuff like that. I don't really know. This is the first thing that I do. I don't even know how to edit edit this stuff, but I'm gonna try my best. That's all. Okay, I'm gonna shut up and I'll see you on the next episode, whenever that is. And I love you so much. And thank you so much for being here. Bye.